everybody. Welcome to the Homeworkies podcast. We're really excited today. We have a special bonus episode of the podcast where we're talking to three Regency authors that are here to talk about some of the fun romantic books that they have coming out in a series called Forever After. And I really, I've read the first of the series, I really enjoyed it. And so I asked Joanna Parker if she wanted to come on. She said, how about these other great authors? And so I said, sure. <laughs> This will be so much fun. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and I have these three wonderful ladies here, and I'd like you to each introduce yourself. We'll start with Joanna, since you've been on the podcast before. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me again. It's always super fun to chat with you. Um, a little about me. I have been writing seriously for about three years now. I feel like the math is wrong on that. Maybe that's totally wrong. I'm going to blame mom brain for that one. Um, I've got three full-length Regency novels out right now with my fourth coming out in October. And then three novellas also out. And I've written two of these novellas with these ladies in our critique group that we put out these series together. And it's been such a blast working with them. So That's great. Okay, then we have Arlem Hawks is here. Hey. <laughs> um... I started pursuing publishing about the same time that Joanna did about three years ago. Um, but I have kind of been a writer all my life. Um, and I have four novellas out at this point. And then my first Regency novel is coming out in January with um, the Proper Romance series. Mm, that's great. And then we have Sally Britton is here. Hey. Yes. Super excited to be here. <laughs> you look like you're really set up for a podcast there. <laughs> I just have really nice headphones. I know. That's about it. <laughs> and they're pink. Yes. Very good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. I'm excited to be here. Um, I started writing or well, publishing about the same time as these wonderful ladies with me. We are all actually critique partners, which is awesome. Um, but I've been writing for, I don't know, for as long as I can remember. And I will have 18 titles out, mostly novels, a few novellas by the end of this year. So that's what yeah. I've been busy doing. That is impressive. Wow. Uh, well, so how did you end up getting, becoming, so you're all critique partners, you're in a writing group together. How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, online, actually, we, there's a few writing groups that we're all a part of on Facebook, and we saw a call go out for people being interested in, a, in starting a Regency critique group, and so I'd seen, I'd exchanged chapters with all the ladies in our group, and so we kind of formed ourselves because I knew that we all were I was basically I knew that they were all super talented and I wanted to be surrounded by them so you were like the mother hen of the group and kind of well, me, me and Sally kind of kind of grabbed everybody <laughs> when we could like, I was the figurehead of our little group for a bit but it was yeah. Joanna who said okay this is who we need so, that's great, everybody great that. for that yeah We've been really lucky. We all work well together and we've been going strong for a long time now. So Very cool. Well, I'll start with Arlen. Would you say that it's been easier to write during this like quarantine when everybody's been kind of shut in anyway, or has it been harder in your experience? Um, 
personally for me, it's been harder. We've had yeah. a lot of family changes during quarantine. Um, and we've gone out of state for a big chunk of it. And oh. so that actually made writing a little bit tough. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about you, Joanna? What do you think? Oh, harder for sure. And I, I've been <laughs> pregnant. And so that's been another oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Fun, fun thing to work around. But I mean, you just, especially when you've got deadlines, you kind of just have to put your nose to the grindstone and get it done. But it's been harder just, especially when the kids were home instead of being in school and you didn't have those hours you were counting on. So you just kind of hope your hubby will take, my, my yeah. husband was awesome. He actually took my boys a couple weekends and I just wrote and wrote because I had to get deadlines done. But you just kind of deal with it as, as it comes. And you can probably get inspiration for your upcoming uh, upcoming romance novel, The Dashing Husband. Oh, yes. <laughs> there's, there's, there's always some of my husband in my hair. In yeah, my hair. That's right. <laughs> what about you, Sally? What has your experience been like? Oh, my gosh. Do we even want to start? <laughs> I was supposed to be in Europe. I was supposed to be in oh, Europe. We no. were going to fly out as a family. My husband um, retired from his job and we sold or donated all our possessions back in January so that we we only kept enough stuff to go in like a little 10 by 10 storage, uh, storage building. Uh And we sold one of our cars and we were preparing to ship the other one overseas. So it would be there for us. Thankfully we, we hesitated to do that and thought, no, we'll let a family member use it and just buy a, a clunker car when we get over there. Thankfully we didn't send the car, but yeah, we were, we were going to fly out to, um, Wales in May and then stay in Europe and, you know, hop from place to place for six months to a year. Um, and then COVID happened. So I kind of had a little bit of a, an emotional breakdown <laughs> when, when everything fell apart because I didn't have a house. I didn't have stuff. Um, and I didn't know where we would end up. You know, yeah. everything has worked out and I'm in a much better place now. We bought a house and uh, you know, took all our Europe stuff and put it into a, a new home instead. So wow. It's, it's been crazy. It was dark days for me. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. The only thing I can relate to is that both of my sisters are, two of my sisters are living in uh, England right now. And I had got, I had put in my papers for a new passport at the beginning of March and I finally got it in September. <laughs> I finally got it. I'm like, oh, well, it wouldn't have been any good to me anyway. So <laughs> might as well take their time. But uh, yeah. So I wanted to ask each of you a little bit about your process for writing and would you describe yourself as a pantser or a plotter? The age old question. Uh, Arlen, what about you? What would you say? Um, I am a little bit of a hybrid. I, I make an outline, but it's not a super detailed outline compared to a lot of people. Um, I kind of make my basic outline and start writing and I change it as I go and so it's not a it's not a firm outline yeah a little bit in between there you go what about you Joanna I'm like Arlem I'm I'm a what do we call ourselves a planter <laughs> kind of in the middle there I I what I have to know is I have to know how my story starts and I have to know how it ends. The middle is usually a little bit murky. I'm never exactly sure what's happening in there. I know they're falling in love and I know there's 
complications happening, but I have to know how it wraps up so I can, you know, plant those seeds and, and make sure everything's going the direction it needs to go. And even then I've changed, I've ended up changing endings before and it's been a giant pain because you have to go back mm-hmm. and change all those seeds you've been planting for the wrong ending. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I'm always pretty flexible when I'm writing. If there's a new idea or a new character that jumps in, I usually am like, all right, let's, let's try this out. Mm-hmm. Always a fun thing. <laughs> and Sally, what about you? I am the same way. I have a beat sheet that I fill out that just, you know, these are the main points that I have to hit. And then everything else just kind of, I don't know, is the filling. You know? so, yeah. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so why do you think that Regency novels are particularly popular right now? Uh, or have remained popular. Uh, you know, you look at the time period and you think it's so different from now. Uh, there's so many different rules that we don't follow now. I mean, there's so many things. And uh, so I'm just curious what you think is the continual draw to these stories in this time period. What do you think, Arlen? Um, so I think there are a lot of reasons. One of them I think is just we have Jane Austen and we have Georgette Hare, who kind of kept those things alive um, with their fantastic works. Um, I also think, especially if we're looking at clean romance, it's, it's something that you can read with your kids. It's someone something you can read with your mom. It's um, kind of universal in that it doesn't have that adult content or whatever. Um, so it, it appeals to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Joanna? About that? I was going to say, I think a lot of historical fiction, but especially Regency in particular feels almost fantastical. It almost feels like a fantasy. Like, um, I don't know. I mean, there's no magic or anything like that, but it just feels just far enough removed from our everyday lives that, I don't know that I think people can escape into it. It's mm-hmm. very much escapism reading. And I think that's what's so fun about it is people can, you know, relate to the characters because they're not that far removed from our present day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Sure. Like I feel like people can relate to the characters because we're not that far away and we're only 200 years removed from that. And so it's not like we're writing about, you know, the middle ages or ancient Greece or anything like that, but there's still so many changes. There's no electricity, you know, no cars, no trains, things like that. It's just that far enough removed that it's almost fantastical. And I think that's what people like about it, Regency. You, you agree, Sally? Oh, completely. That's exactly what I was going to say. Um, Regency is a safe escape and you have so many people who want to, you know, they want to leave the world that they're in behind, especially right now. And I think the last several years um, with ups and downs and political changes, you know, across the globe, it's just nice to sink into something that isn't going to, uh, you know, hit a lot of, hit a lot of your sensitive points for where, where we are right now. Um, they're still relatable stories because, because they're happening in the real world. I mean, everyone knows where England is <laughs> and um, most people have seen, you know, one of the Jane Austen adaptations. So they even have a picture in their mind, of what these people look like, how they sound. Um, so it's, it's a safe escape that isn't too far removed from reality. Like, you know, it's not dragons and science fiction, which I also love, but it, it's ball gowns and elegance. And that gives people 
you know, just, just the opportunity to step back from what they're dealing with the day on with the day-to-day stuff. What I think is kind of nice is that there's always something nice to say, no matter what you could always ask somebody about their health or their mother or something like that. Like (laughs) there's something just so relaxing about that to me. Uh, Whereas everything's so confrontational nowadays that I don't know, it's something that decorum I find kind of relaxing and, uh, and, and fun. So did, did any of you get to see the new Emma out of curiosity? What'd you think? (laughs) I thought it was super fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's still things that I didn't love about it, but overall I would definitely watch it again and I laughed through it. So yeah, yeah, I thought it, it it like took enough risk to be its own thing and, but not in, not so much that I was turned off. Uh, I don't know. Anyone else? Uh, have anything to say on that one? I've been telling everybody that Emma was written to be a comedy from what we know about what Mm -hmm. um, Jane herself said about Emma. You know, she said she didn't think anybody would even like Emma as a heroine, but it is supposed to be, you know, just one mishap after another. And I felt like even though the director took such a different, um, a different approach to that, that it really did come off as a comedy, a romantic comedy. And so I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. It it was I, it was really good. It's still it's now my second favorite movie uh, that I've seen all year. Uh, it's my number one movie that has been main that's not been at a festival. So, uh, but I because I, I, my my favorite movie hasn't been released to mainstream yet. It's just saw it at a festival. But um, but anyway, I loved Emma. I thought it was so good, and uh, I really I mean I'd love. I loved every version of Emma. It's kind of hard to do wrong. I just feel like it's so fun. Even I love Coolest. I love, <laughs> mm-hmm. I love the 2009 version. That's probably my favorite. Uh, with um, The longer one, the BBC one is probably my favorite, but I still just really enjoy all of them. They're all really good. So, so this series, the Forever After series, uh, so you, it's about five, it's five novellas, five friends, who all agree to share a bracelet. And this is basically for like good luck and love, this bracelet. And so it's kind of like your sister of the traveling pants, but with a Regency yep. bracelet. Is that the idea? Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys came up with this as part of your, re- your writing group. Is that right? Yeah. So we did, was this just last year, girls? I can't even remember. My timeline is so messed up. Last year we released a series of novellas that were fairy tale retellings and we had so much fun with it that we knew we needed to do it again with a different idea. And so I can't even remember how we came up with the idea. We were just brainstorming one night after critique group and we thought five friends because it would be easy to overlap their stories and and I don't know, how did the bracelet thing come about, girls? I can't remember. <laughs> Heidi suggested it. Heidi gives us a bunch of great ideas. <laughs> yes, because there's two other writers involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had it written down. Now I can't find it. Um, there's two other writers involved. Uh, the um, uh, Heidi Kimball. And the other Megan one, Walker's the third, or the oh, Megan Walker. Okay, good. <laughs> yes, uh, and uh, so was that challenging though to to make them all sort of coordinate, and so that there's you know if you had like in your book, Joanna, one of the other characters comes and plays a visit, but you so you'd have to make sure that they all match up and work. 
in your little cinematic fun. universe. That yeah, <laughs> I think it was probably more fun than challenging, actually. There were, there were times where I was like, oh, I'm not sure how to bring this friend in or this friend. But I mean, as I was writing, it just felt natural to bring it in. And then I think at one point, uh, Arlen was like, I think my character's only a few miles from you at this point in her history. So I'm like, all right, let's get together then. Yeah. And so just, we made it work that her character was visiting her family and we got together and she got to give my character Daphne some much needed advice on love. And yeah. it was fun. So basically what we do is I would write the scene and kind of block it out. And then I would send it over to Arlem and she would read it and make sure that it had her character's voice and what she really would say, things like that. And I think we did the same thing to Sally with Phoebe and Daphne. They had a scene together as well in her book. So I think, and, and I think we've got that balance really well of not making it too complicated for ourselves, but still having enough overlap that people mm-hmm. were interested by the other characters. So. Yeah, that is so cool. And, and do you have the little introduction, the prologue in every single book? I've, like I said, I've only read the first, I've only read Joanna's book. Uh, but uh, so you have that connecting so everybody can start in any of the books, right? Right. Yeah. I was... Yeah. That was one of our fun ideas. No, I that was going to say that was actually the most fun for me was to write that prologue together because what we did was we all got online together one night and we opened a Word doc that we could all work on or a Google doc that we could all work on at the same time. And uh, we kind of just giggled the whole way through writing that prologue um, just to get the, the initial scene blocked out and to know who said what. And um, from that point, we each uh, then took that prologue and um, then put it in, you know, we left to everybody's words and like, you know, where they were standing and gestures and things like that. But then we went in and uh, just gave the prologue from our character's perspective. But that was such a fun evening was for all of us to sit and giggle and talk and write in the different phrases and things that we, we used. It was, it was pretty hilarious. Know, that's really fun. I love the idea. I think it's great. And uh, the idea of kind of, I mean, that's one thing that, that we don't really get very often in the Hallmark movies versus you get in romance novels is a sense of sort of continuity between different, uh, different books, you know, like you'll have the fool's gold series or the, uh, sometimes there'll be like a baseball team series or a, you know, whatever it might be is the sort of the romance novel. And I love that kind of stuff. I think it's so fun. And and we we've gotten it a little bit lately with like the wedding march movies, which aren't very good, um, and the uh, and the Christmas Evergreen movies, a few others. They're starting to kind of get that feel, and I really like that. I think it makes it fun. Like you get little Easter eggs and in between the different movies, and um, so I think I think that uh, that Hallmark should do more of that, in my opinion. But. Uh, so I love the idea that you five as friends came up with this idea because I was going to ask like you know how did you how did you come up with how did you all get together but it's so, it sounds like it happened so naturally as part of your just critique group I love that I think I'm jealous <laughs> something like that sounds so fun um, I mean it really actually is kind of similar to what we do with the podcast with me and my co-hosts and we're all over the country actually mm-hmm. um, and uh, we uh, we have our little Google chat group and we uh, we you know come up with podcast ideas and it's really fun um, so let's go over each of the books and talk about your stories and kind of how you came up with them um, so 
<laughs> so Joanne, your book is called Romancing Her Rival and it's about Daphne. And mm-hmm. why don't you tell us a little bit about the story? So I actually came up with this idea. I was flying out to a writing conference lab just, just a year. It was a year ago. Exactly. I think. And I was, I was, th- I was knowing that we were going to be, I was going to seeing these girls at this writing conference and that we were going to be chatting about this series. It's been in the works for a long time. And so I was trying to brainstorm these ideas. I had a few ideas that I liked, but nothing was really speaking to me. And then I can't even remember where I was just on the plane and it popped in my head. I'm like, what if there were two rivals for this um, inheritance and they have to battle it out between each other and, and that the idea did change a lot at first that at first the inheritance hadn't been decided who got it. And then it changed that Cole, the hero had already gotten it. Daphne was trying to get it back from him. And so it, it did change a little bit and, and grow. Um, and then at first Daphne's character was a lot more outgoing, but I think, she, but then she changed into this, you know, quieter, um, more of a follower than a leader kind of girl. And that's because I decided she needed some character growth. She needed to be able to prove um, to herself and to her aunt who's given the inheritance and to Cole that she, you know, could stand up for herself and all that anyways. And so the story turned out so fun. I had a lot of fun writing and researching for this one. Um, they get to take a little day trip down to the cliffs of Dover. So I got to spend a day looking at pictures and videos of Dover. Now it's officially on my must travel to list. Anyways, there was just a bunch of fun little things about the story that I really loved putting together. So, I know I would love to go on the uh, uh, Jane Austen book tour. I'm right there. Uh, with there, you. oh, it would be so fun and get to see all the places from the different movies and her her house and you know all that stuff. That would be the One best. Day. Yeah, someday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, I also did, I don't know if did any of you watch the Sanditon series the unfinished i was not a fan of that one i'll tell you that right now (laughs) especially that ending i liked but yeah that ending was low (laughs) you could have made anything you had it was unfinished you could have given it any ending and most of the side plots i thought were terrible Uh, i was i was not a fan of sanditon um i didn't love it but it's always it's all whenever they put out a period piece i feel like i have to be grateful for it no matter what it is it was just it was just i felt like they were trying too hard that's examples like the the emma they had just the right amount of edge they did just enough to make it fun but the sand's in it was like uh so anyway i I, (laughs) would Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So how did you come up with the name Cole Everard? I mean, I'm saying that wrong. Um, Cole is actually my oldest son's middle name. Nice. And I'd already used my younger son's middle name for a different book. And so I'm like, I think Cole needs some time to shine. And Everard, I can't even remember where I found that. I think a lot of us do the same thing where we just kind of collect names. Like I've got a list on my phone where I see a name somewhere or I hear a name and I'm like, Oh, that would be a great character. And I write it down. I always tell my husband, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to use that for a character. And then I, I always go and check and make sure it's a realistic name for that time period. I'll look at the census or, or yeah. wherever to make sure it was actually used back then. Um, but I don't know. Usually I just pull from my, my list of names that I love and 
lot to use. So. It was fun. I really enjoyed, sorry we'll talk about this one the most because it is the one that I've read, but I really enjoyed it, the back and forth between the two, them, them. And I, I thought that you, the ending was really strong. I thought you did a really good job with the kissing at the end. I did a great job I with that. Writing good kissing. Yeah, you did great. <laughs> <laughs> They're always so fun. Yes. And I liked Aunt Hartwell as a character. I thought she was fun. Yeah. I, I honestly didn't know who she was going to be like. This is one of those times where I'm pantsing. I get to the scene where mm-hmm. she's aunt and Daphne are reuniting. And I'm like, I don't know what the aunt's like. And she just yeah. kind of jumped out of my fingers which is really fun that doesn't always happen but it did with her so she kind of reminded me a little bit of aunt march and little women mm-hmm. a little bit oh yeah yeah kind of yeah. she does her mm-hmm. own thing she's wealthy yeah. do what she wants yeah <laughs> that was fun and kind of her giving the inheritance to amy uh mm-hmm. and taking amy on the the europe it kind of felt similar and in, in feel to that you're totally right yeah Maybe yeah I would, yeah i mean i'd probably just watch that new little woman when i was drafting this so. there you go was probably subconsciously <laughs> Meryl Streep was in your head and you didn't know oh, it yeah. I mean, that's, that's who it was <laughs> <laughs> we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast they're the good folks over at mod cloth and at mod cloth we make getting dressed fun back to being independently owned we're all about perfect fits for everybody unique mood boosting prints vintage inspired versatile styles that make you look good but more importantly feel good find your joy at mod cloth and one of the things that impresses me the most about mod cloth is the number of sizes that they have uh, going all the way up to 4x on some items uh, so and then extra small and so they really have something for everybody, every size, which is really nice. And also I really like the prints that they have. There is, as I said, they're very vintage inspired. They're unique. They even have some things right now for uh, Halloween and the happy Hallow Queens sweaters and uh, jewelry and other things. And uh, they have outerwear. We're going to be looking to get uh, for fall, going to be getting a coat. Uh, then you can find something really nice at Mod Cloth. So it's a great place to go to support and to find a unique style so you don't look like everybody else. To get 20% off your purchase of $75 or more, including sale items, go to modcloth.com. That's M O D C L O T H dot com and enter code hallmarkies at checkout uh, the promo code cannot be combined with other offers it's a great deal so go to modcloth.com enter code hallmarkies for 20 percent off your order of 75 dollars or more very good well sally your book letters for phoebe correct that's correct okay good <laughs> all right um so phoebe is is really desperate for a husband is that the kind of the uh, i was reading up on it it's not so much desperate as she's just like you know what i'm just gonna do this thing we're just gonna get married and i'm gonna find somebody because i'm tired of you know just living in the same cycle over and over and over again Mm -hmm. so she's you know she's got a comfortable family situation nothing horrible is happening at home but it's just she's ready to grow up she's ready to take the next step so, and so, she hasn't had a lot of luck with, with just finding love. So. Yes. And her, the guy is named Griffin Fenwick. Is that correct? Yes. That is a great name. <laughs> How did you come up with that name? 
Uh, well, I collect names like Joanna. And so I had the name Griffin as a, in my first name column, because I have columns like on a spreadsheet that I mix and match and sort in different ways. Uh -huh. And I had the name Finwick in my surname uh, column. And I was like, you know, that sounds so much fun when you say the two things together, Griffin Finwick. <laughs> and the name was fine, but it also sounded ridiculous. And I wanted my heroine to be this really proper, practical person who is not, you know, she doesn't tolerate the ridiculous. And so for the hero to have a ridiculous name just made it that much more fun to get them together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really liked that. And so she, uh, she writes kind of a letter with her suitors. Is that, is that correct? That well, what finds? happens... Well, what happens is she is going after the wrong guy and he barely knows her, barely knows her family, but he knows that she's going after um, this man who is not, you know, Griffin, like I wouldn't trust this guy with anybody. And so he sends an anonymous note through a flower girl that works in the neighborhood. And um, so she, because it would have been a real scandal for her to receive a note from a bachelor, you know, back then, ooh, that was not, that was not a good thing. So she receives this anonymous note. And um, when she, you know, checks up on it, she discovers that it's, you know, true. The person who sent the note really was warning her off um, like a gambler and fortune hunter. So she sends a note back through the little flower girl. She gives the flower girl a note and says, hey, just give this to whoever gave you that letter for me. And that's how their letter exchange starts. And the whole thing was really inspired by um, Shop Around the Corner, which inspired You've Got Mail with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Yeah. Because I love the idea of somebody falling in love through letters when they don't necessarily like each other in person, at least not at first. Yeah. I love both of those films. So I'm a big fan. A lot of people try to do it and do it wrong because the, the, the thing about, I think that makes you've got mail, uh, a good movie is that the store actually closes. There's actually stakes and there's so many of the save the save the farm, save the store, save the restaurant, whatever stories where there's no chance in heck that yeah. this place is going to close. So you don't really care that much. And in this, she has to actually grow and become a better person. And, and of course it's got Nora Ephron's writing, which is so brilliant. And the original is kind of weird. I like it, but it's also sort of strange. <laughs> I mean, it goes so dark for, for the kind of movie that it is. You know, with suicide no. and stuff like that happening. Uh, but um, but I still really like it. But yeah, I love that dynamic of of you think you are this particular kind of person, but you actually are a different kind of person, and that's the person that you fall in love with somebody and you don't even realize it. So that sounds I great. I, I'm definitely excited to read that. It'll be really fun. Uh, so uh, so Arlem, I'm actually curious. I have to ask about both of the books I was checking on, on Amazon, but this one, it's commander of his heart. Is that correct? Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? It's brand new, right? Yes. It came out today, actually. Yeah. That's, um, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> so commander of his heart is the fourth book in the series. And, um, Mara, she is kind of, a little bit of a cynic and you see that at the beginning in the prologue she doesn't really believe that true love is real she thinks that it's just a fantasy and that real life is a lot harder because she's had 
a bunch of difficult things happen already in her life. Um, and soon after she leaves school, she actually gets married. Um, and it's a marriage of convenience. It's so that she's not a burden to her family. Um, and right before the book starts, her husband has died. Um, but she is hiding it from the Navy. He was a bosun on um, a Navy brig. And she is hiding that fact from the Navy so that she can continue to do his work and get paid for his work um, without the Navy knowing. So she can yeah. stop. So. so they get a new... Uh, new command lieutenant new lieutenant named colin boyd mm -hmm. so i gotta ask how you came up with that name um so boyd is my dad's name actually i i kind of do what joanna does and in, in i think almost every one of my books i have at least one or two characters named after someone in my family mm -hmm. um so boyd is from that and then i just picked a name that i felt worked with it did you have to like research all this, uh, this 1700s, uh, or I guess, uh, yeah, it's 1700s, right? Uh, they like maritime stuff. Yes. A couple of years ago, I fell down the Royal Navy rabbit hole and everybody can attest that I fell way down the rabbit <laughs> hole. <laughs> well, is the expert on the Navy. <laughs> That's um, funny. I can became obsessed with it a little bit. And so most of my books have at least a tie-in to the Navy. Yeah. That's funny. We always, the only reason I laugh about that is because whenever we play Scrabble with my mother, she always knows all these weird maritime words. And we're like, how do you know? She's like, it's part of a ship. Like, what? <laughs> so it could come in handy when you play Scrabble. <laughs> yeah, <I guess> so. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, this sounds really fun. So he comes on this ship and is kind of like, what is this woman on the ship, right? Yeah, so women were on Navy ships. Um, not all of them. There was technically a rule that they weren't supposed to be on, but the the different captains would kind of interpret the rule as they would. Um but a lot of times like the carpenter could bring his wife or the bosun could bring his wife. So Mara has been on this boat with her husband learning everything that he does. Um, yeah. The Lieutenant comes on um, and he would be a master and commander is the position uh -huh. who is over a brig. And um, for a little while she keeps it, a secret that her husband she says her husband is just sick um and then when he uncovers it he's kind of in this um weird situation where he doesn't have a bosun who's one of the most important members of your crew um and he has a woman who is very good at it but shouldn't be there and so he kind of has to figure out what he's going to do while also he's falling yeah. in love. Nice. Is she like kind of like Elizabeth Swan kind of pirate-ish <laughs> feel a little bit? A little bit. She's a little bit more quiet, but she 
she draws um, inspiration and courage from her friends, from especially from Phoebe and Isabel, who's another one of the friends and definitely a feminist. And so they have a lot of influence on her. That's great. Uh, that sounds really fun. I can't wait to read it. I have it. I have all of your books in my on my Kindle ready to go. So <laughs> I'm excited to read them all. Uh, but I had to ask you, um, I just saw it in my searching on Amazon about your fairy tale retelling. Since we are a Christmas podcast and we cover 115 Christmas movies last year, I had to ask you about this this book, this In Pursuit of a Gentleman about the Gingerbread Man. Please, please tell us all about it. What this is that? I had so much fun writing because I I made it this story about this this gentleman who does not want to get married. He's a second son. He didn't think that he would be an heir. And all of a sudden, everybody is kind of after him. Uh Um, And I have, like, I pull in all of the girls that are after him, kind of have names connected to the farm animals that go after the gingerbread man in the original story. And the, the main girl is the fox who catches him in the end. And... Um, her uncle, she stays with her uncle who has a bakery that specializes in gingerbread. And so it, it was a super fun little novella. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I immediately downloaded it. I'm like, I have to read this. This is great. So, so cute. You'll love yeah. it. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, before we go, we are going to do our holiday questions and it's going to, this is going to be kind of a lightning round kind of a thing. Um, I think Joanna maybe did this last year. I can't remember, but if you'll humor us and it would be great. So uh, basically I'll say the the question. And then if you, if you want to kind of do it in the order, we've been doing it with, uh, with Joanna and then Sally and then Arlem, give your answers. So, all right. First question. What is your favorite holiday drink? Oh, hot chocolate. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, Sally. Um, hot chocolate with pumpkin spice. Ooh. And Arlem? I like peppermint hot chocolate. Oh, sounds good. All hot chocolate. Okay. Favorite holiday cookie or treat? Um, fudge. I'm going with fudge. Okay. Sally? Oh, my gosh s'mores because it's finally cold enough to sit around a fire outside (laughs) sounds fun that sounds good all right uh arlen my favorite is homemade um english toffee Mm. candy is so hard to make i think i i failed every time i've attempted uh to make (laughs) i made fudge that's the only thing i've ever made uh okay what is your favorite christmas song or carol I don't know if I say Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, is that going to make you guys judge me too much? Because I really no. <laughs> We approve. We approve. For that one every year. <laughs> She's the queen of Christmas. You can't go wrong with that. All right. Sally, what about you? I have always loved Joy to the World. It was the first mm-hmm. Christmas song that I committed to memory as a kid. So that's yeah. my favorite. Good one. Arlem? My favorite is Oh Come All You Faithful. Okay, great. Uh, that's a good one. Okay, favorite classic Christmas movie? Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. I just love it. It makes me happy. It takes me to a happy place. 
That's a good one. I, I we should probably alternate. I, I didn't even think of that. That now Joanna has to answer first all the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sally, what do you think? Oh goodness, um, we watched The Bishop's Wife every year as a family because mm-hmm. my mom's favorite actor is Cary Grant. So I, I like the romance author in me hates just a little bit the way that movie ends, but at the same time, it's such a part of Christmas for me. Uh, it wouldn't be Christmas without watching it at least once. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And I also think the remake's pretty good. The Preacher's Wife with with uh, Whitney Houston. Um, Arlen, what about you? White Christmas for me. Yeah, good one. Can't go wrong with that. Okay. Uh, now this would just be one or the other. What, Scrooge or the Grinch? You said Scrooge? Scrooge, yeah. All right. Uh, after I saw, what is it called? The Man Who Invented Christmas? Yes. Oh, I, love I love that one. So. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, definitely Scrooge. I'm a Charles Dickens fan. <laughs> yeah. All right. Arlen, you agree? I'm the same. Yep, Scrooge. Okay, good. I like Scrooge. <laughs> Me too. Um, I mean, I love animation, so I do enjoy the the Grinch, but Scrooge is, is my favorite. All right. Clear lights are colored. Clear. I'm going with clear. All of my lights do both. Oh, I buy them that way on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you think, Arlen? I like a nice traditional, so I'll go clear. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Would you rather be in a snowball fight or build a snowman? Um, probably snowball fight. <laughs> Building snowman is a lot of work. So <laughs> I'll take the easy way out. You have to have a lot of oh. snow, too. I don't know. We lived in Arizona. We got one snow day um, two years ago, uh-huh. and I made myself a little bit of a snowball, came inside the house, and chucked it at my husband. So, <laughs> snowball fight. Very good. <laughs> All right. Do you agree? For me, it depends on who I'm with. I definitely okay. chuck snowballs at my husband as well. But <laughs> if it's with my kids, I'd much rather build a snowman. <laughs> good. That's a good answer. Would you describe yourself as a good gift wrapper or not? Uh, depends on how close to Christmas we are. I, I start out really good. I got like the crisp lines and then the closer we get, I'm like, I don't care. It's just, it's all going under the tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I can be, I can be a good rapper. Yeah. What do you think, Sally? For, oh yeah. Gift bags were invented for people like me. Like give me all the <laughs> tissue paper and the pretty bag. That's good enough. Very good. All right. Arlen, what about you? Um, I wouldn't consider myself a fantastic rapper. I do like gift bags as well. All right. Last question. Do you have an ugly Christmas sweater and what does your ugly Christmas sweater look like? Oh yeah. I have an ugly Christmas sweater vest. So it kind of takes it up a notch and it's got red and it's knitted and it's got beads and it's very gaudy and I love it. My kids (laughs) beg me to wear every Christmas. It's so funny. Very good. Yeah. I love that. Sally, where are you? I don't do sweaters at all. I have lots of hoodies. So uh-huh. <laughs> I, have, I have lots of hoodies. Very good. All right. Do you have any? Uh... <laughs> I do not. I, if I'm going to dress up, it's usually a nice wool red coat. Yeah. You're like, oh, my sweaters are nice. I don't know. <laughs> Very, very good. Well, this has been really fun. I really enjoyed talking with 
all of you, with each of you. And uh, this, I, I, I'm really looking forward to reading all of your books. And we'll have all the information if people want to purchase the books in the description so people can check it out. And uh, where, I, where can people reach you as far as social media, if you have web pages, all that stuff, um, starting with you, Joanna. Um, I'm on Facebook at author Joanna Barker and same on Instagram at author Joanna Barker. And if you just want to look at my website, you can find me there as well. Author Joanna Barker.com. Pretty much the same across the board. So great. And Sally, what about you? Um, at author Sally Britton on Instagram, author Sally Britton.com for my website. Uh, best place to find me on Facebook though, is actually my reader group where we're having a month long birthday party for me right now, actually. And it's Sally's sweet romance bins. So that's my favorite place to hang out. Well, happy birthday. Thanks. <laughs> All right, Arlen, where can people find you? And for me, just Arlem.com, sorry, ArlemHawks.com, and then ArlemHawks on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Great. Yeah, we'll have all that in the description. Make sure you're all following them. And thank you so much for coming and taking the time to talk with us. This was really fun. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. You can check out all my reviews. I've been keeping very busy, including my reviews for Emma and Sanditon. <laughs> I also have Goodreads that if you want to find me on Goodreads, you can, I'll have a link in the description. You can check out my book reviews. And make sure you're following the podcast, to Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all over social media and on iTunes and YouTube. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate that so much. And uh, please, if you're watching on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We really appreciate that so much as well. We also have our patron group, which is such a huge support. And we try to do monthly watch alongs. This month, we are, we are having the great Nina Weinman on to, to watch along with her movie, Pumpkin Pie Wars. Uh, so that's going to be really fun. And uh, we're going to continue to do those throughout the holiday season. So you definitely want to be a patron. You're going to love it. And so all that information, is in the description we also have our merch store which has really fun hallmark and other inspired merch so check that out and again link in the description with that so thank you so much ladies i really appreciate it and we will talk to you all later bye everyone